0: What's up? Welcome to another episode of All Over Boys Over with Kim BH. I'm your host, Kim BH. Welcome to it. Uh, I'm so excited uh, to be able to um, share a conversation with with my new friend, Terry Notary. Uh, Terry, uh, we met, Hmm. what, a week? It feels like a week ago, ago, but a couple weeks ago, I think. Yeah. Um, Yeah, And um, you, uh, well, I could sit here and summarize your. Your story, uh, but that's in the in the notes. So, like, um, and like it truly, like that workshop that we did was one of the most transformative workshops mm. I've experienced as a performer. Aw, thanks, man. And that's awesome. It was amazing to yeah. like, I really have uh, been able to take the work that we did, mm. bring it to auditions already, and mm. have, like I just booked a co-star. Amazing. Applying that stuff that How we did cool. at work. That's yeah. awesome. That's so awesome. I'm just, I'm just, I'm yeah. really grateful for for you and That's for so cool. for all your stuff. And I've been, yeah. I've been a fan of your work, um, hmm. in particular the square. Oh, cool. uh, but but uh, blah blah blah. blah. Uh, I'm more interested in talking with you now about like you know what's, yeah. where, where are you from originally? I'm from the
1: Bay Area, from Marin County. I uh, grew up there and uh, moved to L.A. when I went to UCLA. I was uh-huh. a theater major at UCLA. And then we moved to Vegas when I joined the Cirque.
0: What what sent you to what sent you down the road of, of chasing theater work? Were you always into it when you were a kid? Or? You know,
1: I was, um, was going to be a doctor when I went to UCLA. I was going to be a kinesiologist. And really? Yeah, yeah. Um, I was taking chemistry and calculus and getting ready for all that stuff my freshman year. And then uh, I wanted to lighten my workload because huh. I was on the gymnastics team. And oh, were you so on was, a
0: gymnastics scholarship or yeah, something like that? Yeah, what? I was.
1: Yep. Yeah. And... Uh, So I took a voice class. No kidding. Yeah, I took a voice class. And um, I loved it. It was like amazing. And I did a, 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 my final exam was 10 minutes. You have to explain who you are, your life, in 10 minutes. And it was a sort of a loose improv um, with structure kind of. Okay. And at the end of it, the teacher was like, wow, that was, that was really impressive. I, I was moved by that. Um, I, I kind of let myself go in it. I was like, I told my story, you know. Yeah. And, um, and she said, how long have you been a theater major? And I said, I don't, I'm not a theater major. She said, do you want to be a theater major? I said, I would love to. And she said, okay, you're a theater major. She was married to the dean. Oh, my gosh. So it was it was uh, kind of a, an awesome thing. How so did the next that... day I was a theater major. I didn't have to audition or anything.
0: I had my audition right there. That's amazing. So, yeah. Were, um, was your family, like, uh, when you, you know, when you had that sort of trajectory, I mean, I don't want to project my own, because my parents were against me chasing this word. Oh, really? But, like, w- mm. were, were there challenges that you faced in that transition? Or it was kind of like, oh, you know, okay, Not great. Not at all.
1: My parents were happy.
0: They're, really? Oh, yeah. They're
1: all musicians and artists and... Um, they've, they've, they're always supportive of whatever I wanted to do. And I, they were actually really happy when they, when I told them I okay. wanted to be a theater major. Yeah. That's so great. Like, oh, that suits you so much better, Terry. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I don't want to see you in a hospital every day. <laughs> so That's it was great. like, yeah, they are pretty hipped out. Wow. Yeah, it's cool. So yeah, that kind of, um, yeah, I went and did uh, Cirque du Soleil for five years and then I uh, got into the film industry through through being in Cirque with um, Ron Howard wanted some Cirque du Soleil people to be in How the Grinch Stole Christmas and develop Whoville and that was my first introduction to film.
0: What was yeah. what was the nature of that of of just a, like I've never really spoken to someone who's gone through the process mm-hmm. of of Cirque du Soleil. What, mm. what what got you from UCLA theater major mm. to to that yeah. five-year experience. Well, what was that process? Like? Right
1: before I was going to graduate, Cirque called and said, um, "We heard you're done with gymnastics, and you know, do you do you want to come on audition for us?" And I was like, "Cirque du Soleil, I've heard of that. I've heard of that. It was yeah. way back in the day." Yeah. And I called my parents and I said, "Hey, have you guys heard of Cirque du Soleil?" Yes. Oh my God, go go! <laughs> so I went to the audition. It was a two-day audition. Crazy everything. They you know. Flexibility, strength, acrobatic skills, theater skills, and all that stuff. Um, anyways, got in Cirque. We moved to Montreal for a year to train, uh-huh. and it changed my life. I learned more in one year in that school of theater than I learned in five years at UCLA.
0: What, what was it about the CERC training that was so transformative for you? It
1: was It was all about... It was Franco Dragone, first of all, who's mm. the director, and he was just amazing. He... he he taught us, okay, just for example, the first day we're there, he said, okay, everyone take your clothes off, strip down. You can leave your underwear on if you want to. And so we did. <laughs> <laughs> and so we all had to pair off and cradle each other like babies, hold each other and just oh my God. nurture and caress and, and love each other in our underwear. And it was like, I was like, okay, this is, we're in this, this is, this is stripping it down raw and, and really going for it, you know? And I had this big, giant, like muscular Russian guy who smelled like steak and and wine (laughs) (laughs) caressing me, you know? And I was just like, I'm going for this. Uh I'm going to dive in, you know? And I took all my technique and regimented gymnastics, you know, focus and intention and All that stuff, and it's very militaristic. That kind of world, you know. You're very like boom, 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 you know. Yeah. And and I had to undo all that sort of tension and all and and structure in my head, you know, about not messing up. Yeah. Because it's so much about being judged when you're doing gymnastics, not messing up. And so I had to. What Cirque did is it flipped my entire perspective on how I see art and how I became a performer, how I learned how to become an artist was undoing my fear of failure and being judged and being degraded. Mm. But Cirque taught me how to perform for applause and for, for to, to please the people that were watching yeah. by giving them something to vicariously live through. Yeah. that was raw and open and vulnerable like a child yeah. and Frank Franco dragon he always said to us he said I want you to be like children again I want you to forget everything you know becoming becoming an adult is not a good thing being like a child is a good thing you keep your creative expression and your connectivity to the source and your your vulnerability and your your emotional sensitivity is all there and it's Honest and real, and and that's what I've taken from Cirque and learned to to uh, to you know become a performer myself and to actually do these workshops that we're doing. So,
0: how do you yeah. how do you bring that that vulnerability to to Whoville, to that experience hmm. to to bringing that to yeah you know a a, a different sort of, I mean, certainly a different performance style and, yeah. you know, the essence yeah. of when the cameras are rolling is still that, you know, the, the lights are on. But, yeah. I mean, what's that experience like? Or what have you... Yeah. I mean, one of the things
1: that I've really learned from Circ is that making mistakes and trying to just just playing, allowing yourself to play. Uh, we had a class every morning called Je, it was play. and And we would just dress up and play and just start dancing around and d- doing the crazy games. And in the games, things would come up. You become mm-hmm. this character and all of a sudden you're doing this thing and, and he would notice it and go more, 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 more. And because keep going, keep going, keep going. And what he was doing was when he allowed, when he saw you fall into something where you forgot about yourself and you allowed yourself to sort of ride the wave and, drop in, you know, um, it's, it was, uh, he would encourage you to allow it to continue to happen, allow that, that wave of expression to continue until it extinguished itself, till it crashed on the beach and, and you rode in and then you would know that it would end and it was like, boom, and then the wave would come back up and you just allow the next moment to happen without trying to force it to happen, without making it happen, you know? And so. I mean, I tried to apply that in Whoville it was my first film, but um, you know, we, we, what 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 happened was I was I was developing, I was trying to figure out how to how to move like a who how to what with what these characters were, and I figured it out. I figured out what it was kind of It was kind of like the synergy, like of they were connected to they were they were they were all connected. It was this sort of sort of pulsing rhythmic, you know, like wave of way to move, you know, the way they were sort of. S-curving everything, you know? Huh. And, uh, and a lot of the extras came in. They were all circus people, and, and they were, like, moving around and doing their own thing. And I was like, hey, hey, guys, let's all come up with a common denominator so that we all know what the foundation of who's are. And then we can all become our own character in that. You can find your own person yeah. in that. But once we, But we need to look like we're from the same gene pool. Yeah. And I started teaching the extras, not knowing that it wasn't my job to do that because I've come from Cirque and we just, that's what we do. We help yeah. everybody and we just jam. Yeah. But Ron Howard saw it and called me into his office, and I thought, people thought I was in trouble. They're like, oh my God, Terry,
0: you're teaching people. Extra
1: background. What do you think I, you're doing? I, Talk to principals.
0: I, you're not here to teach them. Central casting does yeah, that. Yeah.
1: And he said, he said, I liked what you were doing. I'm going to give you a whole sound stage, and we're going to come up with a, a who school. We're going to make who school. And so oh, wow. I got to thank him a few years back for my career. He's <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, ah, great. I'm glad it worked
0: out for you, man. That's awesome. That's so so awesome.
1: yeah, yeah. But anyways, it's it's one of those things where you you know. Cirque has really been a great foundation for the work that I do with actors, you now and applying that that foundation of creating a neutral body, starting from starting not from an idea of what you think it is, but starting from a blank slate, and then allowing the character to be create itself from the inside out rather than from the outside in. Mm.
0: So, yeah. Well, how did you specialize? In uh, in in ape work because I know you did a lot mm-hmm. of stuff in the Planet of the Apes films, uh-huh. yeah. and uh, and you know and I mentioned the square earlier too mm-hmm. where you do a, a an, an ape performance. Yeah. What what led you into uh, animal study? Mm-hmm. I mean, it was, is is it the work led you into that yeah, place? Yeah, it did.
1: It did. Yeah, the work did. Um, after Whoville, uh, Who School. The producers from *Planet of the Apes* called me and said, "Hey Terry, can you do ape school? We heard you did a great job on Who School*." And I said, "Okay, uh, absolutely." Hmm. So I started pouring myself into simian behavior and movement and all that stuff and seeing what they did. And um, I was trying to emulate them at first, and it wasn't working. Nothing huh. was working. Nothing. It was. It was just. It. It felt forced. It felt superficial. It didn't feel real. And then I really started studying them and going, what is it about them? I started picturing them as human beings in ape suits. And I was like, wow, they're not really doing much at all, but they're really open. And they're really like, they're like children. They're like vulnerable kids that look, you know, when you look at a baby looks at you, it's almost scary. They look into your soul, you know? And it was the same with apes. I got to play with two apes, Jacob and Jonah, these two chimpanzee twins. And uh, they were four years old, and they were they were just hitting that adolescent stage where they were getting a little, a little naughty, you know, and Hmm. starting to become a little bit dangerous, you know. So which was good because you could have that, you could kind of have that like animal in there too, but just baby behind the eyes, you know. But there was this trigger that could they could switch, you know. Yeah. So anyways, it was really I really bonded with them, and I got to spend three months with them. So I really learned a lot about apes and humans and it was like what does it mean to be human and what I found was what makes us human is the idea of who we are it's all in our head it's our this this persona that we put on this identity that we sort of have to put on like a suit that makes us you know function through culture and and what makes us cultured and you know socially conditioned it's how much do we want to fit in, and mm-hmm. how how honest are we really? You know, um, and when you take all that, take all the shit away, yeah. <laughs> we're really we're really just apes. We're really apes. We're you know, we're, we're we're animals, right? Yeah. And we call ourselves humans, and and we're we're different, and yeah, but we're not very different at all. Uh, we're we're very um, primal, but we just culturally. You know, we we regulate our primal instincts, and we, you know, we put stipulations on what we can do. So, I found that if you strip away all the shit of who you think you are—that social, that self, that identity—what makes us separate from other things—then um, you really can sort of get back to the basic self of who you are and that's the vulnerable open sensitive vessel of communication yeah. the energy emitter and and receiver yeah. that you are and then you become invisible like apes mm-hmm. aren't thinking about what they look like they they just beautiful because they're looking out and they're they're just they're in the moment so fully and completely um that 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 was like, they were the best actors I've ever watched. Huh. You know? And it was just yeah. losing themselves in moments. And and it was like, that's it. That's what we have to do. We have to get to that point as actors um, in order to play these apes. We have to become deeper, more connected human beings. <laughs> not apes. Stop playing an ape. That's not going to do us any good. Yeah. It's about, it's about not playing anything. It's about being deep, connected, rooted, vulnerable, sensitive, and and still being frickin' tough as shit. Yeah. Because all that makes you stronger. It doesn't make you wimpy and soft. Yeah. It makes you stronger. The foundation goes deep, and the root goes deep, and the power is like you find this sort of internal power is uh, rather than this extrinsic power you have an intrinsic power like they're they're soft in the way they touch you but they're so powerful in their in their in the depth of their like when they hug you when, a, when an ape hugs you it's like it's like it's like a boa constrictor it's, you feel this like s- this internal power it's like scary you know how powerful they are um, they're 40 pounds of just pure muscle um, but they're soft when they hold you, but then they just like they're. It's just it's a really interesting, uh, like, s- thing that they that they have. It's it's amazing. Um, so it's that it, it that soft extrinsic body does not make you weak and or or, or wimpy or, or or you know. Yeah. It, it it increases the depth of your foundation. I mean, so I found we work we do a lot of work on on undoing what makes us human first that's that's the thing wow. and all this stuff the habits that come along because it's all built on fear it's all built on what what we're afraid of failure and we're afraid of being not liked we're afraid of being, you know not not being you know being judged whatever it is when you sort of undo the fears the blocks the the all the extrinsic tensions that have that are Really bad for actors. First of all, probably yeah. the worst thing is the tension, um, hmm. because it blocks all the the, the, the ability to receive energy, yeah. right, and right. to listen. Because acting is about listening. It's not about not about saying words. Saying <laughs> it's about <laughs> listening and responding, right? Yeah. Right. And so, so when you take all that stuff away, you understand what what your fears are, and you realize, I'm not going to allow this when actors. Okay, so when actors have fear the worst thing they can do is try to pretend that they don't have fear try to fight it and try to push it away because all you're doing is you're giving it momentum you're giving it power and it becomes bigger than you yeah. and it will win it will win it's going to win even it'll the dam will break eventually hmm. so rather than doing that you embrace the fear and you just ah you turn it into energy and the next thing you know, you're fueled with this limitless source of energy. Yeah. That you're like, oh my God! It wasn't that fear wasn't even real. It was yeah. a manifestation in your mind of what you were afraid of <laughs> yeah. potentially happening of being but hit of whatever those things un- are. not accepted. Yeah. And I find when, as we're, you know, when you're a five-year-old kid looking out in the in the ocean and just this beautiful posture, and you're connected to this. You know, amazing source of energy and creativity. And then, as soon as we start being told, "Get to work! Stop daydreaming! Try harder!" We're rewarded for tension and, and effort. And so we we hunker over our pencil and our page and look up with a grimace on our face. Good, Johnny, you're working hard. Good job. And this one over here, daydreaming out the window in the clouds, is gonna get punished. Well. That's where we want to get back to. We want to get back to the daydreaming in the clouds and being creative and being open and yeah. and because that's where you're being wide, you know, yeah. and not narrow. So, it's it's a it's it's like it's a it's not about acting. It's about life, really. You know, yeah. it's about life. It's about getting to know yourself better as a as a person. Yeah. So that they can uh, they can in turn. N- not bring the habits that they have and play the same character in a different costume each time it, they they act. Yeah. But you can actually start from a neutral, blank slate and create something totally unique and apply the things that are, that you're that are that are, they're pertinent to the character, like you know, front body, back body, mid body driven, tension, extrinsic body. You know, sometimes there are there are characters that are just hard shell extrinsic body characters, but you understand what that is. Yeah. And so, you know, or their back body with a soft belly, or they're gut driven, or they're heart driven, or they're head driven. You know, what what drives them and where they, where does their intention lie? Are they point to point focus? Are they wide? Do they sweep through the space? Do they do they wash through the space? Um do they um have a soft footprint crushing footprint you know when they walk do they do they own the step when they walk do they have a a deep foundation a soft foundation or no foundation you know when they when they're when they're there and, yeah. and you can you can you can play all those things if you know what they are you know and mm-hmm. you can have them as tools basically for yeah. as an actor you have a tool toolkit and you can um through observation, too, you can find more tools just from observing people in, in in the world, and oh, you can man. sort of see their blueprint you right. know? what their blueprint everyone has their blueprint, and you kind of when you know what your blueprint is then you then you have an, then you have a, a a foundation of 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 okay I, I know what I'm bringing to the table and I know what I need to undo in order to f- figure what this character is Yeah, and uh, yeah so it's it's really fun
0: oh. So great, yeah, so greater. great, and just fueling it from an emotional place and from a, from that identifying that neutral space of self, mm-hmm. so that you can deconstruct your own movement pattern and yeah. express yeah. and explore and, uh, yeah. and react. Yeah. Oh, it's so great. <laughs> I just I love talking this stuff. It's so terrific, and uh, uh part of the reason uh, why we're here talking actually today is because we're putting together. A workshop that we are teaching together. Yeah. Uh, next week, uh, Sunday, the uh, what, March tenth. Yes. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, it's um, going to be a blast. It I'm is. Really stoked. I'm really excited about it. I'm excited. So excited. It. But, yeah. And you and know,
1: space is available still, so we just we just made the announcement. So
0: yeah. So yeah. if you're interested in participating, please come join us. Um, you know, I know the thrust of of this show has always been has been about voiceover, but it's to me, I think it's so important to explore your, your total instrument and how the work that, that we do here informs your voice work. It informs your on camera work it informs, oh, as you were saying, it completely informs your life. Yeah. And, and, and that's really why art in the first
1: place, you know? Yeah. I mean, it, voice, voice and it, voice work is all emotionally connected. Any, It's all the same. It's yeah. all, it's everything is, yeah, there's no difference really at all <laughs> between motion capture, regular, straight up acting, voice voice acting. Um, you know, it's all it's all the same. So if you're interested, um, we're at we're in Sherman Oaks at our studio here. At the, it's called the Industry Dance Academy, uh-huh. and you can email me at TerryNotaryWorkshops at gmail
0: if, if you want to yeah. sign up. Please come join us. It'll be fun. And uh, if not, uh, if it goes well, I, I hope we can do it again. And yeah. we'll see how things go. Awesome. Uh, thanks for checking in for this uh, brief thing. Terry, thank you so much thank for sharing. You. Thank like, you. Like all that. Are you on great. social media and stuff? If people wanted to follow you. Yeah, and, at Terry Notary. Yeah. At Terry Notary in yeah. all spaces. Mm-hmm. Instagram, all that other yep. jazz. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> uh, be back with more stuff in the future. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Peace. Peace. This has been All Over voiceover with Kif VH. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please go to iTunes and give us a positive rating. It truly helps. Follow me on Twitter, at Kif VH, or on Instagram, at Kif VH, or on Vero, at Kif VH. Thanks so much for listening. Talk to you soon. Claim victory and depart the field.